the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So how many people have had their toes start to whip this week? (laughs) Done a lot of rain around. A lot of rain around. Um, Not in the right places either. Uh, The foothills and the mountains, we don't need any more rain. Well, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down, but I need some more rain like east of us. For the farm. Yeah, where all the stuff I planted is gasping for moisture. <laughs> uh, it looks like we got a little bit over there. Not not what I needed to get or anything. Um, but anyway, welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Uh, another less than an hour on Saturday afternoons here with Taylor. Survived the week, did we? Barely. <laughs> but we're good. If I seem a little quiet, that's because I'm extremely tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. Uh, hey, Loophole stuff came in. Mm-hmm. The fine folks when you when you say loophole for life, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Their their customer service is second to none. I'm hard on binoculars. Mm-hmm. And are. and I I have I had two pair of binoculars. I had crushed the eye cups on them. I sent those back to loophole. They replaced them with brand new sets of binoculars, a grade up from what I had. And then I got a pair of BX4s. So you're using what? You're using 10 by 42s now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And I'm using 8 by 42s. Although I got a, I got a pair of 8 by 42s. Well, they sent me a pair of 8 by 42s on an order that I did. But they sent me a pair of 10 by 42s and the same thing in the BX4s, which are really nice, folks. But loop over life. I mean, I don't think I bought anything... Optics-wise, since 1990, that wasn't loophole. That hasn't been loopholed. Hmm. Scopes, binoculars, that's just been the go-to. Just a great company. A great company. So, anyway, that's good. Um, so, yes, everything's clearer now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> much, much clearer. Busted eye cups are, man, they're just tough. Yeah. Did, Taylor, did you know that last week was Fat Bear Week? <laughs> No, I, I didn't until you came over to me, and you were just cackling, and I was like, what in the world? And it's, it's just, you could hardly get it out, because it was so funny. It is funny, but it's not like a regular week. It was like September the 29th through October the 5th. It's a week, but it's like Wednesday to Tuesday. It's, but it's the same week every year. Uh, <laughs> fat Bear Weeks. Uh, your devote decides who is the fattest of the fat. <laughs> Matchups will be open for voting from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time during that week. It's over now. Uh, click the bear. And evidently, people sol- are the National uh, Park Service or whoever submits fat bears from their area. And the bear is outlined in blue. Those poor bears <laughs> have no clue. 
Well, they're getting fat for the winter, so they're a little fatter than they normally would be in the yeah, springtime. But like, how would you feel if people were taking pictures of you and trying to see if they could win fattest guy? I wouldn't qualify, but you know, it'd be all right. Bears don't <laughs> care. But anyway, it's official on Tuesday. Tuesday, Otis was crowned as the fattest bear in Alaska for Fat Bear Week at Katmai National Park. Bless his little heart. In honor, oh, and this this is from Far and Defeat. In honor of Otis, we want to give you a twenty percent off the Katmai until October the tenth. So if you go, if you go to Far and Defeat, and I love their socks, best socks I've ever put on my feet, and that spans back to twenty fifteen. Um. Yeah, you can go on to uh, Farm Defeat, look at the Katmai's, it's K-A-T-M-I, it's, it's a model of their sock, and then use the code Otis-The-Fattest-Bear and get 20% off. That's sad. Look at Otis. He's cute, though. He's fat. I want to hug him. Oh, yeah. You want to hug every bear you see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm we've, not going tonight. We, we've been going through the, the the 2022 parent challenge or something for senior Seriously. parents or something. And I found that picture from you on the Russian that. River. I maybe want to go back. To I want to go pet him. He was cute. He is. He's ripping salmon apart. Looks like he ripped you apart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of the funny for the week. The, the fattest bear contest. Uh, we do have a calendar of events, and I guess, I guess, you want to lead off, Taylor. Well, who's it brought to you by? Oh, visit Anderson. Fairmont Landing and Event Center. I don't care, Donnie. I can go first if you want. Well, I'll go first. Okay, right. so coming up on October the sixteenth. Did I get that out? Yeah, October sixteenth, the Covenant United Methodist Church is going to have a Covenant fishing tournament. Start at First Light. It's on Lake Hartwell at Tun Lakes Landing. Open to men, women, and guests. Uh, register by, well, forget that. Registration deadline's already passed. Mm. Oh, well. Maybe you take late registration. If All you right. want to fish it, try coming to the Message Church to see if they'll let you in. Okay, go ahead, Tanner. Uh, the Simpsonville an- Area Annual Conservation Banquet brought to you by Ducks Unlimited is going to be back October 14th. At Bellevue Meadows and Fountain Inn, um, y'all can go to their website to find ticket prices. They're pretty reasonable prices. Uh, you can get tape, full tables, uh, silver event sponsor, bronze event sponsor, couples tickets, and single tickets. So y'all can go check that out. And you got another DU one? Just where else? Where's the other DU one? Uh, the other one is going to be in Chapin, um, and it's at the River Center at Saluda Shoals. And, oh, by the way, all of these banquets start at 6 o'clock, and they're all on October 14th. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hook, Line, and Heroes presents the first annual Cornhole Tournament for Wounded Veterans. This is a friend of mine. Uh, that's Keith DeBose is behind this. Uh, it's October 16th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's at Indian Trail View, which is 100 James Crump Way in Indian Trail, North Carolina. Uh, step right over the border here for a day. Uh, $50 per team. To pre-register, 65 per team, day of event, and um, they got payouts and stuff like that. But I just gave okay, food, music, vendor tents, raffle, silent auction uh, for a good cause, hook, line, and heroes, a 501c3. Take yep. a Kid Fishing Day is going to be October 16th, 8 to 11 a.m., and there are going to be five uh, participating Horry County peers. 
which would be Myrtle Beach State Park, uh, Cherry Grove Pier, Garden City Pier, Second uh, Avenue Pier, and Spring Maid Pier. And these are all going to be for children ages 3 plus, and one adult will get to fish for free. There's going to be some swag bags and raffles, um, bring reusable water bottles, and the kids must RSVP. And it doesn't have a date when they have to RSVP by, but you can go to SCDNR and check that out. Here's a lost art for you. The South Carolina Trappers Association is having their 43rd annual convention at Reunion Park in Little Mountain, South Carolina, October the 23rd from 9 a.m. until... Uh, it's a free event. Kids are welcome to attend. Uh, we're actually going to have, if we can get them in on time, we're going to do a little more in detail on this. We've got to hook up. We've missed each other a couple times. Um, schedule event, they're going to have coyote trapping, beaver trapping, a couple of the coyote trapping, trap setup. They're going to have other events, kid contests and activities, a fun auction, um, and they're going to have some people on staff from DNR to answer your questions about trapping and uh, fur bearer-related rules and regulations. And then they got a bunch of vendors that are going to be there, so like a fun time in uh, little, little Mountain, South Carolina, which we is a little mountain. Mm-hmm. It is. We talked about the Georgetown Wooden Boat Show, which is going to be October 16th, 17th. And y'all didn't, if y'all didn't listen to that show, go back and listen to it for more information about it. There's going to be all sorts of activities for kids and... Wooden boat making, and it's gonna be fun. And that's gonna be uh, at the waterfront, Front Street, and Broad Street in Georgetown. So. And they they're gonna build a boat on Saturday, and they have to float it, paddle it across Georgetown Harbor. Mm-hmm. That's trusting your handiwork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, hang on. We'll be back. More woods and water, South Carolina. Actually, we're gonna talk to Dan Dupree, Camp Wildwood, in the next segment or two. So, y'all, hang on. Summer camp is open. Alright Dan, before you say a word, I want you to listen to this. And get this in your head, okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. So just listen for a second. I'm sure you know who this is, but hang on. Ah, yeah. All right. It's been a long time since you've been on the show, Dan, and and I'm talking to Dan Dupree, who wears a lot of hats with the Department of Natural Resources. And I know you're a good old Columbia boy, and, you know, you know all this stuff. All right, who is that? Is that Darius Rucker? Is that Hootie and the Blowfish? That would definitely be Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes. Taylor's not here. She's actually in class and got some other things going on, so I have to tell her she lost. <laughs> it is funny, the, 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 the people who will come on and based on age, and I'm not saying you're old like me, but, um, you know, it, that time in your life when he was a hit, whether it was Hootie, 80s and 90s for us, or whether he was Darius Rucker, you know, the 2010s and all, it's amazing where that line falls with guests, it's always fun to play, so thanks for thanks for being a good guy about it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dan, it is it has been a couple of years because of all this COVID stuff and all. We've missed uh what, two classics? Uh um, we have. We have. And, and I and, and we're gonna talk about Camp Wildwood. That's really the reason that we I had you on this week because Wildwood registration's gonna open up. 
But uh, I saw the announcement the other day that the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic is scheduled uh, March 25th through the 27th of 2022. Man, I have missed the Classic. I know you as the guy that is behind the Classic and, and doing all the work behind. I know you've missed the finished product after doing some work and then not having it come through. So what, what's it mean to you and all the people who who participate in the Classic that it's already on the schedule? Does that kind of give you a little kick in the rear? It does. It does. We are we are we are so excited that we can actually put it on the calendar and commit to that day. As you said, it's been a crazy two years, eighteen months, yep. and the, the classic has just fallen on March, which has been some some tough times when sure. it comes to COVID. Sure. But with the things that are going on now and vaccines and numbers going down, we are just really stoked. And we, 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 you saw the announcement. Yes. Um, and then starting to, to spread. We actually started selling tickets a couple of days ago. Okay. And we've already sold close to 800 tickets. And, uh, wow. right now, and, you know, just to throw in a segue right there. Right now we're offering them at half price. Half price. Only, yeah. Yeah. Only $5. Um, Per ticket, and that is because we, you know, we're going to do everything contactless at okay. the box office. So okay. if you do want to come to Classic, you're going to have to get a ticket, okay, just so we can scan it. But um, yeah, we are so excited. Uh, we are doing a carbon copy of what we planned the last two years. We have uh, Nature Nick, and we have um, the North American Whitetail Deer um, display, and okay. we've got our bass. Our uh, bass tank that we bring in, and we have our fishing pond. Sure. We have 350 vendors that are just salivating to get back to the classic because <laughs> it's one of their favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we're gonna make it a safe event, but we're gonna make it, you know, a family event that we are accustomed to. Sure. From the food that we eat to the activities we have for the kids, and uh, we are just real excited about that, and uh, we are. We're close to being already full when it comes to our vendors. Wow. And so uh, it's going to be a great, great weekend in March. You know, it's amazing through this whole COVID pandemic and all, uh, the outdoors has never been closed. And there have been so many more people, whether it's hunting or fishing or just general, just getting out and hiking or camping. The family unit has come through this whole thing, I think, a whole lot stronger, and the outdoors has played a a huge part in that. And and the Palma, and the PCC, the Palma Sportsman Classic, folks, if you've never been, and if you've never been, I hope you've never lived in South Carolina and been missing it all this time because you've been missing out on a lot. But if you've never been, go because it it is like you said, it is a family event. The family's walking around through there eating smoked turkey legs and. Whatever kind of carnival food, the kids are catching catfish in the pond. Uh, moms and dads are trying out turkey calls and duck calls, and man, it's, it's just it is just a fun, fun weekend. It is, it is. It's it's the largest hunting, fishing, and outdoor expo in South Carolina. So something that we're proud of, and that we do definitely look forward to. It is the psclassic.com if you want to go on and look at. A little bit of what's going on. I guess is there a link there to get tickets? There's a ticket link right there, so you can get your tickets right there online. And uh, if you want to become a vendor, you better hurry up. Um, In fact, I may need to 
uh, <laughs> talk to you a little bit later on about maybe getting a tent outside. Um, sure. But, sure. uh, yeah, it's just a great time. And man, I, I am, I am excited and I'm excited for you guys to hold it again this year. And, and I will be there. If not all weekend, I'll be there at least part of it. Can't wait. Well, you're always, you're always welcome. Can't you're wait. Welcome. I appreciate that. But okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get to the real reason this call. And, and it's, and I know some people out there scratching their head going, it's October. And, and you want to talk about summer camp? And I'm going you know, it, yeah. And the reason, the reason, Dan, and we've, we have done this, gosh, William Cody Bishop and you, and oh, there was a young lady that was with us. Rebecca Harkins. That's it. Uh, yeah. that was, that had to have been like 2015. It, yeah, it's been several years. <laughs> that's several the, years. That's the first time we started talking about Camp Wildwood on the show because I think I came up there in 2014 and hung out mm-hmm. for a day. Yeah. And uh, and we started talking about it and it starts. And I'm not saying it's the show. I think it's in general a lot of kids, you know, want to get outside and and camp is a way to do it. But you've been filling up earlier and earlier. And I think I saw something the other day that you're opening up registration here this month. That's correct. Um, October fifteenth, the Ides of October, ah. and like you said, it sounds like it's 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 crazy that we're doing it that early, but we honestly, um, the last time, and, and unfortunately, we weren't able to have uh, camp two years ago when COVID first right. We had it this past year, right? And this is our first time that we're registering new campers um, in two years, and so the last time we did it, uh, we filled up in about two weeks. And and there's there's several reasons for that. Okay. Um, the biggest reason is that word of mouth. We don't do a lot of advertising. I believe you're the show, only show that I'll, I'll talk to anybody <laughs> about camp just because I know you get it. Yeah. Um, but there's um, we don't like to promote it. Uh, we do a little bit of social media, but we don't do any advertising. And sure. And the reason is because we're only one week out of the summer. Right. And limited number it of kids. Is and word of mouth does everything for us. Yeah. Every camper that goes through there has an awesome, amazing, life-changing experience um, that they tell their friends, and it becomes what the cool kids want to do. And so um, we that's how we've run our registration. Uh, again, we used to have some issues back in the day of not getting it out, but because of social media, that's oh, really yeah. helped out. Yeah. And, and and like I said, the, what, when the kids experience what program we put together, um, <laughs> they have an amazing time. And when I say kids, I use that loosely. Sure. Of course, we're, this camp is geared towards 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. Right. Um, so there's not many opportunities for that age range as compared to, say, um, elementary school. Sure. But we are, you know, we are a co-ed camp. We're only one week out of the year. Uh, we take in uh, usually uh, 45 boys and 45 girls. Um, and like I said, we, we open up on um, October the 15th, and um, we're looking forward to uh, hosting those 90 kids next uh, summer. That is just, you know, I went I went up, and I think the day I was there, and we're going to get into a lot more detail on this, you know. There was a bunch of kids in the spillway of the pond turning over mm-hmm. rocks looking for stuff. There was another group over in the woods learning about trees and leaves. There was a group out there in the lake turning canoes over. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was just, and oh, there was there was a group that was making um, plaster casts That's right. of, of all that. And I was just like, 
this is just this is summer camp. This is what it's all about. I hate it's just a week. When I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you here a little bit. When are you gonna start doing week number two? <laughs> you know that that's one of our biggest questions, and th- there's several reasons. And, yeah. and I'll go into it. And, and it yeah. talks about the program. Um, we are sponsored by the Garden Club of South Carolina and also the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. Right. There's other sponsors that we can talk about a little bit later, but yeah. those are the the, the founding uh, partners that got together to, to form Camp Wildwood. And uh, I lost my train of thought right about, there. Talking about week number two. Oh, we, <laughs> I purposely <laughs> forgot about that. Yes, yes, you don't want to answer this. <laughs> yes. And I don't um, want to put you on the spot. No, no, you're perfectly fine because I do get I do get that question a good bit. Yeah, and the Garden Club they help uh, sponsor kids, and what we do at the Department of Natural Resources is that we actually provide um, the staff, as in the professional staff. So they're right. the ones that are our biologists and our technicians, and they um, they kind of do away with what they're doing at their regular job, and they're saying, hey, I'm going to volunteer my time up there at camp. So that's really why we can only have one week because mm. it would be really hard for mm-hmm. a bi- biologist that's in the middle of spawn season to say, hey, wait a oh, second, yeah. I'm going to go to Camp Wildwood right. and help out again. But they do love it. Um, that's one of their highlights. And also um, with having several hats, it would be difficult for me. Yeah. But we, we actually do have different facets of Camp Wildwood and um, what you experience is what we call our first year program, which right. is those 90 kids. And it doesn't stop there for all the kids after they have completed that year. We do um, invite back 20 kids, 10 boys, 10 girls, to come back the following um, year. And what they do is they go off-site. And actually, B.B. Harrison, who you had on yes. your, yep. your show, she yep. actually is the coordinator of that program. She stumbled she into some, that one for me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she, uh, she, she, was, she takes some hiking and whitewater rafting and, and um, rappelling and all those fun activities. And then after that, um, a separate time of the year, we have what's called the third-year program, and that is – um, where we go on the coast. And I'll, I'd love to invite you to come and spend a day oh, yeah. doing that. I need to. Uh, but, yeah, we actually go and look in uh, Loggerhead Sea Turtle Nest with our biologists. It's really, really hands-on with the biologists. And we're not they're not coming to us at our camp. We're going to their workplace, oh, their fields, wow. their beaches. And we're just kind of observing. And then they put them to work. And so um, that program really cultivates um, – hopefully a career in the natural resources so we you know we do all the fun stuff but you know one of our objectives is to make sure that uh they know a little bit of information how they can um become a biologist so they can do that through that third year program cool all right folks hang on we're going to take a quick break come back with more uh camp wildwood and dan dupree y'all hang out I really like that song. Uh, it's just it's kind of it's kind of different. You kind of lay back, you start swaying back side to side and all. But you know, it's how far is heaven? And and let me tell you something for uh, for a lot of teenagers, summer camp is as close to heaven as you can get. 
<laughs> I can agree with you're, that. You're out. You're out of your parents' house for a week, so there's no tension and all that. I, I, I'm assuming you collect cell phones at the beginning of the week, so the kids are kind of technology free. Yes, that's true. So you're technology free <laughs> for a week, and you're just having fun. I mean, you're uh, you're meeting new people, you're learning to to make new friendships. You're kind of stepping outside your bounds, outside, not afraid to get dirty, not afraid to get wet, because everybody else is getting wet right along with you, which makes it fun. Um, Dan, I, I really appreciate you taking time, and then we were talking off off that it's so easy to do shows with people who love what they do. And I know you wear the PCC hat, you wear other hats at DNR, but I, I, I would imagine when it comes down to it, Camp Wildwood might be your favorite. <laughs> Guilty as charged, absolutely. <laughs> and, and and I'll share with you in a little bit yeah. why I say that. So, okay. Uh, but, you know, I know that you want me to talk a little bit about the program yeah. and what to expect. Yeah, talk a little bit Sure. Um, been around since 1954, and what we do is really what they did back then. We have a component of education, okay, and then we have a component of leadership and stewardship and, and how to protect our natural resources, and then we have a component of, like you said, summer camp and having fun. Okay. Um, so when we have our education component, we have five classes a day, and like you said, we're not in a classroom setting. We're up oh, at no. Mountain State Park. Yeah. Uh, the old CCC cabins, no air conditioning. We're roughing it, but we're having a good time. <laughs> and uh, we have five different classes over the day. And just you, we talk about fisheries, and wildlife, and hunter education, and forestry. And we just have all these fun uh, classes that are taught by um, usually it's DNR biologists and technicians and other people. We might have a forester come in, but. Um, it's all hands on. They're flipping rocks. They're making plaster pairs cast. They're looking, they're using telemetry equipment. So if they, if, if you know a camper or a prospective camper that is interested in the outdoors, they're interested in the DNR, this is a good way to see, uh, the DNR at its finest. Cause we have officers up there and they're yeah. teaching hunter education. So that's one component. The other component, um, is the fun we have up there. Um, and we have, of course, dances in the evenings. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, Roger. Yes. I am the DJ for the dances, <laughs> which is crazy. So you didn't stump me with your question. Ah. But the, the, um, I actually did that in college. Okay. I, I DJed at Charleston Southern. Wow. Um, that was one of my jobs. So they, I have never found anybody that could do it as well as I can, so I've never relinquished those reins. Hey. But um, we do, uh, and it's fun. And oh, yeah. And kids have a good time. Yeah. And we do square dancing, and you might like, oh, my gosh. But, no, this, it's just all icebreaker-type activities. Yeah. We have uh, evening activities like skit night, and we have a talent show, and we have the typical bonfires and some stuff we like to keep secret. But, you know, you have to experience it. So those are the fun things. Of course, we have sports up there. Our sports are a little different. Yeah, sport, they are. Uh, we we do have volleyball, but we have something called portaball. We have uh, kickball and some weird stuff that we like to have fun. And also having teenagers up there that are very competitive, it keeps everybody on an even kill so our, our, our nurses do not get upset with people getting injured. <laughs> but we all have a good time. I, I think I, I witnessed an injury up there when I was there. So, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, it happens. Yeah, you know, it happens. Cut their finger or something like that. You know, they come out yeah. with a little bandage kit, and the kid's like, like "Hurry up, because I want to yeah. get back." <laughs> exactly. Um, and this is one quick story about you yeah. know, how you know necessity's the mother invention and having fun. About oh, probably ten years ago, um, every day was in triple digits. It was a strange gym. Okay. And on, on top of that, the water went out. We're at, we're at our old CCC oh. camp. So we had the old terracotta pipes, and they somehow they broke. And so we went for two days with no showers. And oh. we were like, oh, my goodness. Well, there was one source of water that we could use, and we're like, well, why don't we do a slip and slide? And so we went to the, the, the hardware store in Kings Mountain, bought every bit of their plastic that they had. <laughs> we went to the dollar store and we bought every gallon of baby um, shampoo and we slip and slide for three hours. And we had the best time. We've done it ever since then. Uh, we call it our midweek shower. They don't realize it, but we're cleaning those teenagers. <laughs> Whether they want to be or not. Yeah. Yeah. You're catching a few of those that just don't want to go in the evening shower house. But um, that's just one of the the awesome things about camp is that when you go up there and experience it, everything that you see up there is because it's it's something that we had to create. Because, like you said, uh, um, our camp is is pretty inexpensive compared to other camps. It's only $235 uh, for the entire week, and we are a residential camp, so they stay up there with us. Um, a lot of that's because of our sponsors, and a lot of it's because we're not out there um, with sailboats and with zip lines and things like that. We uh, we experience each other, other doing these activities, having these fun times, and so that's just uh, one of those examples that I have. Um, I mean, I'm sure every year you have that camper that stands out for one reason or another. Uh, <laughs> What? Good ways and bad ways. <laughs> I was just fixing to say, either way, they stand out. Uh, yeah. And it's funny. You know, I, I can remember being up there that one day, and I think I was there uh, for the gathering right before dinner. Well, they were all out on the, they were all out there behind the main building, and the counselors were up on the rail, and they were getting ready to go and all that. And, and you could sit there and, and pick out, you know, okay, there's the shy person. You know, and, and there's the rabble rouser. There's the one who can't keep their mouth shut. There's one that can't keep his hands to himself. You know, it's just. And I and I bet you is I bet you have seen it all. And, and, I and I and do you see? And, and there there are a lot of kids out there here on the shy side, and you know, making new friends and all that. Talk a minute about the change you see in in campers from the day one to the end of the week. Well. Yeah. I think the best way to explain that is probably a a, uh, a personal testimony. Um, okay. I've heard. I know you know what Laverne and Shirley is, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what job I wanted to have when I grew up was being a beer factor because I was so <laughs> shy that I did not want to be around people. Yeah. Well, my gr- my grandmother sent me to Camp Wild with the shyest kid you would ever see, and when I walked onto that campsite. Um, the counselors were amazing. They they treated everybody the same. They could tell people that were shy or not. And I just loved it. But when I was back at home, I was, uh, de- you know, desperately shy and okay. just did not deal around with people. But anyways, um, they actually invited me back the next year to the second year and the third year. And slowly I started coming out of my shell 
in my regular life. And because of my experiences that I had at Camp Wildwood, when I went off to college, um, I came out of my shell there, and I actually started running for student government, and eventually I became president of student body. And all of this wasn't because, you know, uh, anything magical except what experience I had up at Camp Wildwood. I've been going to Camp Wildwood now for 33 years. I've been running the program (laughs) for going on 10 years. Um, I've helped Beatty with second year. But as someone that has experienced the program, it I knew from that moment that I went when I was 13 years old that I wanted to do something in uh, natural resources education. And it was because of my one-week experience. I've been involved ever since. And I could see that in every kid up there. And we don't we feed no kid behind. We don't care how shy you are, how strange you are. We are all in it together, and we're going to have a great time enjoying the natural resources, learning about each other, um, learning why it's important to be a good steward to the environment. Um, all those things is what camp's all about, about. And so I'm just proud to be a part of it. That is why I do what I do at camp. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite. I do the classic simply because oh, I help raise money. Sure. Uh, and some of that goes to Camp Wildwood. So um, it's all it's all come back around. I just hope that I can continue giving to these campers what camp has given to me way back in the day. And Dan, I would have never I've never heard that story before. I would never have guessed it based on the fact that you're one of those people that never meets a stranger. <laughs> I know. You know? Could, Holy yeah, smoke. Working, working oh. In the beer bag. <laughs> oh wow. Oh man, well, we got about a minute left or so. Uh you want to tell you've already told us it's 235 bucks. How do they register? How do they uh get ready to go to camp? Sure. If they want to register, I mean, want to come to camp, um, definitely go to our website, which is campwildwoodsc.com. Don't go to campwildwood.com. That's up in Maine. Okay. All right. Campwildwoodsc.com, and we open registration at uh, 12.01 on uh, next Friday. Um, And the dates for this year coming up is we're going to have camp during – 4th of July, so July 3rd through the 9th is going to be a great time. We're going to celebrate like it's never been celebrated before. <laughs> um, and you can, you can also go to our website right now. You also can uh, email me if you have any questions. Okay. Uh, my email address is wildwood at gmail.com, and it's W-I-L-D-W-O-O-D at gmail.com. My name is Dan Dupree, and I'd love to talk to people about camp. Dan Always a pleasure, my friend. I can't wait for it. Folks, don't miss summer camp. It's a life-changing experience. Y'all hang on to the break. More Woods and Water South on the other side. You I'm, are now. I'm awake now. Yeah. So is everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like you could sleep through that camping segment or the Camp Wildwood stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a great. I mean, to meet Dan Dupree, who never meets a stranger, that's an incredible story. Mm-hmm. And that's the changes at summer camp. I mean, we had a ball at summer camp. We enjoyed it. Had a good time. Turning canoes over, going up underneath them, making a counselor think you'd drown. Of course, they'd seen it all before. They weren't fooled. Mm-hmm. They knew you were fine underneath there. But anyway, good stuff. Uh, 
Yes, Camp Wildwood. So registration will open October fifteenth. Better get in there because it doesn't it it fills up in a hurry, mm-hmm. in a real hurry. So I've got some regulations to go over because uh, gun season opens Monday. Yeah, for us, dear us boring people that are <laughs> the basic <laughs> hunters that. Don't, don't bow hunt. Don't, don't, hunt, don't, don't have a flint log. Yeah. yeah, that's you. It's okay, y'all. We stick in, we stick in this <laughs> thing together. Don't worry. Uh, our time to shine is coming for at least Game Zone 1. It's coming October 11th. Woohoo! Who's excited? What? Me? You're not in Game Zone 1. I know, but still, it's here. Like, oh, for everybody. Oh, oh okay. Well, it yeah. has been since August 15th down in Lowcountry in 3 and 4. Okay. Now well, we get our turn up here. Yeah, uh-huh. But games on one is funny because it's this is the primitive weapons. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's already been. It's first and tenth. <laughs> should have been up. I should have been up some behind somebody's house shooting their deer this week. Well, <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> I had an invitation to go. I should have gone, but it's okay. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So yes, our time is bless you. Chew. <laughs> Our time has come, everybody. Yes. Um, and just a couple of reminders, regulation-wise. Only two per day must be taken. And there's going to be, as most of y'all know, there, there are two different tags. All the deer that you harvest need to be tagged. Do not forget that. On the hind leg. Yeah. Not on the antler, not in the ear. Yeah. On the hind, hind leg. There are instructions for this on your tags. Bring, bring you a knife with you. Cut through that skin on the hind leg and then... In the tendon and put your tag on it. Isn't it, isn't it like... Is it sticky or is it... Oh, yeah, it's sticky. It, is yeah, it that? That's okay, it's that's, sticky. that's yeah, what I thought. That's it. I, it's been a while. That's sad. That, it's been a while since I actually tagged a deer. It's been almost a year. So, y'all bear with me. That's, yeah. that's sad. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> anyway, but the two different tags are not going to be labeled doe and buck. They're going to be labeled antlerless. An antler. So make sure you get that right when you go to tag your deer. That's right. That's okay. about the only regulations I got for y'all. But so now through January the first, are you going to go deer hunt this year? Yes, I'm going to go deer okay. hunt this Just year. Just checking. I'm not playing basketball, so I can go deer hunt okay. this year. All right. Okay. Uh, seemed like there was something. Hmm. I guess going on with kind of the calendar events. If you want to go striper fishing on Santee Cooper. It's open. It, it it there's some funny regulations down that way because of the 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 I guess the stress on the fishery and all. But um you can't striper fish on Santee Cooper's lakes from a certain time in the spring to October the first. And it was kinda of put in there as a special regulation. Um yeah, from June sixteenth to September thirtieth. The season's closed. So now you can start Striper fishing again, continuing through June the 15th of 2022. Uh, let's see. Do you know the current freshwater striper bass record is 63 pounds from Lake Russell? Dang, go In 2009. And the Combahee River, a 46-pounder out of the Combahee River. Wow, that's, that's a big fish. Um, let's see da, 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 if there's anything else. But these restrictions were put in there. So they can spawn successfully um, up in the rivers and all that, where they do have some spawning populations. Uh, they come up out of the Cooper Lakes, go up Broad River, and spawn down there below Columbia. 
So uh, you, know, you can go out there and start fishing for stripers and, and let's see, Dennis, Captain Joe Dennis said you'll see schooling activity in October under the boats. Just look for the big wads of birds and you can cast to them. That's funny. And they, they school on Lake Hartwell and Lake Murray too. And some of that's already been going on. But if you're but if you're down at Santee Cooper, it's it's going to fire up in October here. So just keep that in mind. You can now go striper fishing on uh, Santee Coopers. It's funny when you're out on like Lake Hartwell, for example, and you're out there, you can pick out who's striper fishing and who's oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can just automatically figure that not out. Not hard to uh, figure it out. My turn. Yeah, your turn. You got something to take us to the end of the show? It's not fishing. We're, oh. we're switching gears. Sorry. Switching gears. Um, this is an important thing we stress every time deer season opens, and it's something that I feel like sometimes people take for granted because a lot of people think mm, nothing bad now to me. I'm I'm observing enough. Like I can I got this. I'm not worried about anything happening when I want to hunt. Well, something can happen very fast. And there's an article written about basically as hunters field firearm safety. And bow safety is very serious, and we need to take it more seriously than we have been. And it talks about how, I mean, we've all been through hunter ed. Most of us have. Well, yeah, if you're built and you're born yeah. after, what, 1997 or something like that. But even before some hunters were at the place where they needed to take it, like me, because I grew up in a hunting family, it's been stressed since we can remember is hunter safety. Don't do anything stupid <laughs> or you'll get stupid prizes. Play stupid games with stupid prizes. That That's right. Play yeah. stupid games with stupid prizes. Yep. And so it's been drilled into our head, but a lot of new people that are coming out in the field don't understand that. And I feel like sometimes even the hunters that have grown up in um, a hunting family, we take it for granted sometimes. So, you get complacent. Yes. And an example we use in this article is photography. Dad, you're a very big photographer, but we know the safety. Dirt, like when you're taking a picture, we know that it still applies to hunter safety. Making sure the muzzle is of a gun is pointed a different way. Making sure he used an example in the article about a guy just for a action shot jumped over a fence with a broadhead on his bow. He changed out his his head and then he jumped over a fence and then he ended up stabbing his photographer in the arm. And so it's things like that that <laughs> really worry me <laughs> about people. But when you really think about it, things can't happen like that even if you're not dumb. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense to me. But hunter safety in the field is really crucial. And now, even more so because of the new people going out solo that are finding out, like, over COVID that, yeah, doors is always open. So they were like, okay, we're going to go get our hunter, our hunter ed. We're going to get out there. And they haven't grown up in a hunting family, and they don't think about it as much as we do. But, like I said, people that have grown up, I mean, you, if I've done something stupid, you pointed it out to me. And you're like, don't, don't make it happen again. And I haven't. Because it's been told time and time again <laughs> that one of the mistake I've made, what it could happen. And then you see, as you get more experience, yes, you take those rules that you've learned, and they're not only rules because you've seen what can happen. You've seen the why they're rules. 
and then you apply them. Biggest thing with me growing up was crossing fences with shotguns. Mm-hmm. Because yep. everybody, every, everybody's laying on the fence, and we were bird hunting, and you, you know, I mean, oh, man, the, one of the worst ones I ever took was trying to climb a barbed wire fence with a shotgun in my hand. Mr. Kenneth let me have it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That would be something he would do. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yep. <laughs> but a lot of hunting incidents just happen because of not being able to look at the situation and recognize the hazards that could happen. And, uh, I mean, around here, tree stand hunting is popular. But what's also popular is people falling out of tree stands because they're not watching where they're stepping. They're distracted by something, and that's why we have hunter safety yeah, systems. That's right. Right now, if you go to the Woods and Water South Carolina Facebook page, Hunter Safety Systems, Jerry Widener has given us a $200 gift card uh, towards the use of a purchase of a harness, safety line, lifeline, whatever you want to, else you want to buy. All you got to do is tag yourself in the post on the Woods and Water Facebook page. There was a nine-year study that Wilderness and Environment Medicine Journal put on um, over the main cause of injuries and illness of big game hunters in western Colorado. And wouldn't you know it that gunshot wounds made up less than 1% of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of it came from ATV accidents or knife lacerations or something like that. It's It's... It's not just about the gun. It's not about the firearm. It's not about the bow. But it's simple things, even like cleaning and field dressing your deer. You know, it you can cut your hand open and <laughs> it, and bleed out. I mean, it's yep. so easy for something like that to happen, and it happens because more and more of these sharper knives are becoming more available, oh, yeah. and people aren't paying attention to what they're doing. And it is a serious issue but you always have to be aware of what you're doing and just remember that when you're out there you need to make the best decisions you can to make to make it home from that hunt and not put anybody else in danger too yeah it's the old thing of uh measure once measure twice cut once Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just about being careful slowing down and the older i get the slower i get Things hurt a lot more now, so you tend to slow down a little bit, so you don't hurt much. You know, when you're young, I mean, you know, my wife used to get mad at me because the kids would do something, bounce off the floor or something like that, and they go, don't let them do that. I'm like, look, if it hurts bad enough, they won't do it it again. again. (laughs) You know, they got to learn the pain thresholds, uh, and those those pain thresholds lower (laughs) Mm -hmm. as as you get older. So you, yeah, but um, you're right, it's... uh, we we get you tend to rush things and that's when accidents happen and a big thing is just being able to look at a situation and really think about it before you do it and think about it think it through before you act right that's it and I know it's hard sometimes if you have an adrenaline adrenaline rush <laughs> you're rushing to do something <laughs> right. doesn't matter what it is yep. you just have to be careful yep uh, the date I got the date wrong I flipped the nine and the seven it's actually June thirtieth nineteen seventy nine oh instead of ninety seven. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Hey, it's been one of them weeks for me, too. <laughs> Again, though, uh, there's a $200 gift certificate, Hunter Safety Systems on the Woods and Water South Carolina page, Facebook page up for bid, up for winning. Um, as always, have fun, Monday. Be safe. Mm-hmm. Hope you ever get something, and uh, until then, make time to get out there. Take the back road when you can. Don't forget the camera. See you back here next week. More Woods and Water South Carolina.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.